little girls. This seems to say. But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes, before he could find the right words. What made you think I'm crazy? Okay then. Okay then. Okay then. Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome to this week's special edition of Spoilerama. Um, we're coming to you live from the tea rooms of the Stalorgan Orchard. Um, we would just like to remind you that Spoilerama has never been sponsored and never will, but I just thought I'd mention that at the start where we are. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And today we are going to discuss Pandora's box. Ugh. <laughs> okay, well now we know Marina's opinion, so let's yeah. move on. So this is a film that is one of the two most important films in my life. The other one being The Company of Wolves. First saw it in 1986 and I've seen it about 500 times since. It's my favourite silent film and it stars one of my obsessions. My Me. ultimate obsession. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's what I said. I brought one obsession to see my other obsession. So it stars Louise Brooks. But I'm not going to talk about the film much because I'm really dying to hear Marina's reaction. What did you think? I hated it. No, I'm okay. joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I was about to say, you can say what you like. You're perfectly free to say, even if this is the last podcast we yeah. ever do from the Stalorgan Orchard. Um, no, um, because I'm here in the Stalorgan Orchard, it brings me happiness. Um, I'd like to That's say... That's what brings that, you happiness, yes. is it? Um, Dislocation. I'd like to say that. No, I, I did. I really, really enjoyed it. It was just, it was such, it was a very good story. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't expect it to be... I thought it was just going to be kind of, um, how do I put this? I didn't think it was going to go as far as the, that world of her hitting on guys, not hitting on guys, but luring them into her life. And well, that that's was, the team. Yeah, but, but I thought that was going to be, it wasn't going to go past that location. Oh, as in Berlin, effectively. Yeah, 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 as in their little world there. But it did, and mm-hmm. it was very well done, and I really, really liked it, and I really liked the mentioning, the, the end, I loved. I thought it was so <laughs> we good. Can, we, we can give it because away. Because I love Jack the Ripper, and I think it's grim. Did you know, you didn't. <laughs> London grim, grim London. Oh, I love, I love Jack the Ripper. I love that. No, I don't, don't love him, and I don't love what he you did. You love the stories. I love the story, and Context. I love the mystery around it. Mm-hmm. And I love when people explore that story and, you know, and insert that in films and stuff. So I really, really enjoyed it. I thought Louise Brooks was great. And okay. I hated everyone who did her any harm in that film. Yeah. That's what's striking. About, like the whole point of it is, is that she's an innocent. Yeah. But an innocent, like thoughtless as well. So, like all this terrible things happen to her and it washes over her. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't realize the effect she has on people, but just enjoys it. At the same time, like even then, I think one of the funniest part for me, or my favorite bits, is when she's trying to escape from the boat and she's on the deck and she sees the sailor pass by and she just smiles at him. Yeah. yeah. And then the next day she's dressed in a sailor outfit yeah. <laughs> to sneak off the boat. But she just grabs every opportunity. She's constantly smiling. and fl- Even the opening scene is her f- um, flirting with the meter reader. 
Remember at the very oh, start. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And he's just there looking at her. And like he's charmed by yeah. her. And then he's offended when someone else comes along. He's yeah. jealous. <laughs> and that guy, like, is effectively her pimp. The, the old guy. She gulch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The older one that she sits yeah. on his lap all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, he's which like I kind of kept cringing with because it was like, don't sit on his lap. That's weird. Because he's so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is because it's sort of, it's never explained. Is he her father? Because he said he, he refers to as his daughter at one yeah, point. Yeah. And then his little girl. But then she's talk, he's talking about how um, they're making money with her new conquest and so on. So she's not quite a prostitute at the start. Yeah. She's kind of like uh, an escort. Almost. Yeah. It's like, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't really look like she has sex with anyone other than your man, the main guy, who she ends up marrying. Oh, yeah, Dr. Sean. Yeah. Other than him, it doesn't look like she has sex with anyone else. It's just like she's company to the, these men who are yeah. in awe of her. Yeah. Well, that, that's it. They all fall madly in love with her. Um, him, his son, um, Alwa, and, and then the, um, the bodybuilder who really isn't he's just, but all of them take advantage of her yeah. and the one person who loves her for herself is the countess oh yeah the lesbian yeah yeah who is also that's the first time a lesbian ever appeared in film yeah i realized it immediately when they danced together not yeah. when they danced together when she came over i think she was talking to um lulu and i knew immediately I was like that woman is a lesbian yeah. because if the whole point is that she um makes these people fall in love with her mm -hmm. then obviously even women fall in love yeah. with her then so i imagine she was she's going to be the lesbian that i mean they, they go out of her way to answer because first of all she's dancing the tango yeah with her on the on her wedding day yeah and in fact when they were making the film because i mean you can imagine this is 1928 when they were making it that was complete that was illegal like it was completely frowned on the idea of anything to do with homosexuality and the actress alice robert had no idea that this was context and then the director was explaining to her what he wanted from the scene and louise brooks writes about it she just saw her face just contort into utter horror yeah. you want me <laughs> to play a lesbian and the only way she would do it was if when she was dancing with lulu um the director was off behind the camera miming a dance with her so she could pretend in her mind she was dancing with a man with a man it was just that extreme at the time <gasps> and so because she, she told me career destroyer and everything yeah. like this but she sacrifices herself for lulu yeah the yeah whole thing. which she is out of her way yeah yeah which is great as well and one thing i noticed is the way the story goes that is the first coen brother-esque movie ever made i think <laughs> if okay. you think about it because all the coen brothers films starts with something and everything just starts getting worse and worse and snowballs yeah. This is how I see this film. It's so Cohen brother. Like something, an accident, a murder happens. Like mm -hmm. she defended herself or whatever. And now they try to run away or cover it up or whatever. So they do. And worse things happen. And it just spirals soon, out of control. Yeah, and soon you're cut up and she dies, basically. Mm -hmm. So I just thought this is so Cohen Brothers. So well, that's one of the reasons I liked it. Well, because I, I had never spotted that part. But again, you have to, as I said, I saw it in 1986. Coen Brothers had only just arrived on scene, so I wasn't familiar with, with their, like, their, I was far yeah, more familiar yeah. with this film before the Coen Brothers. So everything that's happened since, I don't see it that way, but yeah. that you're right, because it is, the whole thing is, it's just a steady decline. Yeah. Everything gets slowly and slowly worse. First of all, she's on that ship, 
yeah. then she's about to be sold to this Egyptian brothel keeper. Yeah. And then she escapes to London where they're living in an attic with a wind where the wind is blowing and everything. And she has like you know she's going out on the street to be a prostitute yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah. And it's Shugulch sending her out. Yeah. So he can have a Christmas pudding. And all this, like, the Grady more. And then, of all the client people she picks, she picks Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And he doesn't want to go. Yeah. Like this, uh, this, this is what another is fascinating. It's, because it's an I image think, of him. Yeah, because I think he fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. But at the end, his instinct of killing a woman yeah, was he can't help bigger. himself. Yeah. 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 Like, you can see him wrestling with it. Yeah. And it's the whole thing of uh, that he doesn't want to be the killer. Like he says to the Salvation Army, no one can help me. Yeah. So he's beyond. And then he doesn't want to go with her because he knows she's in danger. Yeah. And then he even throws away the knife. And it, but she says, I like you. Yeah. Everything is just so tragic. Yeah. And the whole concept is that the two of these are destined all along. They're two tragic figures that are meant to come yes. together. Yes. That's what it's I thought as well. just so. Yeah. I think it's it's just overwhelming film for me. When I saw it first, I just was going, "Oh my god!" There's so many layers to this. Yeah, there is. There's so many. There's so much meaning mm-hmm. throughout the whole film, and I just thought, I just thought it was it was so great. And even like, um, at the, I, I just I loved the bit where they were ga- they were gambling. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the, like the best part of the film. Well, other than the Jack the Ripper, because that just that just finished it off. But I love because I love that bit because it is them trying to get the situation better. Yeah. By doing something bad. Because it by is. By cheating she, she at cards. Yeah. But not only that, but she basically, it, it's kind of a, con- not a conspiracy, but like herself and the, the older guy, I keep forgetting his Shigolch. name. Shigolch. yeah. They have to get together to sacrifice the other people mm-hmm. so that they can leave. Yeah. Oh, like the countess. And escape, yeah. yeah. Like to destroy her. Yeah. The, the and your man as doomed. well, because your man then well, your man is a killed. evil guy anyway. Well, he wasn't, he, he didn't used to be. He, was he became a, greedy then because he knew that he could, he could um, ex, not explore, what you call? Um, manipulate. Manipulate. Ex- extort her. He's extort, money from her. Extort yeah. her from, you know, uh, because of her beauty and all that. <coughs> Sorry. So I love that. That bit there was so. I think it was the biggest bit in the film where everything just went so wrong. Oh, in pure despair. Yeah. Yeah. And they were able to get away. And I was actually expecting the boat to sink and then her to have to swim off to wherever. Yeah. But no, they they got to London and they were in. In a dire poverty. Hole. Yeah. yeah. Even at, like, I mean, she can't cut the bread. It's a rock hard. With yeah. The, and with the knife, like that's even it's subtly putting the knife into the context because then yeah. the knife comes up again. And yeah, it is. It's just utter decline because at the very start, she's in this t- upmarket, top class apartment. And then she marries this wealthy um, magazine owner. And even the whole thing of how she gets him to marry her. You know that yeah. when I said to you because you were about to, you were looking away. I said no, you have got to see this bit where she. I wasn't him. looking away. No, no, but I, I was just because this was so important to me. The look on her face when the fiance walks in on them. Yeah. Like he's everyone you'd expect her to be mortified or embarrassed. No, it's utter triumph. Yeah, yeah. And it's so good. She and she looks fabulous at the time like she's just so in control of everything and then she just stands up pushes herself down and skips onto the stage yeah 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 it's just it's so brilliant i think that it's cruel yeah 
It's cr- cruel, did you say? Or yes, cruel. Oh, it's savage to do. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. She's completely thoughtless. Yeah. Of yeah. other people. Yeah. But not vindictively. She's basically so. a robot kind of thing. Yeah. She's she has, yeah, yeah. So. And that was always the content. Like, it's based on a play. And it's based on two plays that they just merged them together. That was written in the, it would have been out of the time of Jack the Ripper. It was the late 1800s. And the writer wrote it about, inspired by a woman who stood him up. <laughs> Basically, he was this woman. He was like these intellectuals in Germany who all yeah. come around in cafes and so on. And this woman was famous for seducing men and then never following through. She was a virgin. Yeah. But she made. She played them like this, and but he that, didn't know that was what she looked like. Yeah. Like a virgin that was just going from men to men until it got to that point, and then she lost interest and just went to the next well, yeah, one. And, but the one, but the person she finally succumbs to and gives herself yeah. to is Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point of, of that as well. But he, he was basically, when he wrote it, it was just, he was pissed, pissed off. He was miffed. Because he brought her back to his apartment. And they had a lovely night having coffee and cocktails. And then she said she was leaving. And he couldn't believe it. He was <laughs> expecting to sleep with her. And he didn't understand this at all. But she was notorious for doing this. Yeah. Sort of place. And he was so insulted and offended that he wrote this play that the, as the ten, evil temptress who destroys men. <laughs> and then they just slightly tweaked it for the film. <laughs> Um, what else was I going to say on it? So what did you think of Louise Brooks' performance in it? Oh, she's very good. She's brilliant. I Excellent. mean, she's no Julie Andrews, but... <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> no, I think, I think she's brilliant. I can understand your obsession with her. Okay. I Thank would you. not have the same obsession. No. Oh, well, well I, mean, I remember John Gunning, our lecturer, talking about and he was saying about how he doesn't like this idea of the most beautiful woman in the world not reflect not necessarily about Louise Brooks but that anyone yeah, would be would always be the, described yeah, it. Yeah. because it's always a letdown when you do it. like I used to think that about Garbo Gar- everyone said Garbo is so stunning and then I saw Garbo and I said she's okay yeah. couldn't understand it um, but this was because I had I knew very little about her at the time she died the year before and it was a BBC had a weekend of a documentary on her which was fascinating because her own life after that film reflected what happened in the film she went into decline ended up on the streets practically really? not quite like she, i think the lowest she went was she was working as a shop assistant but there are rumors and they're very likely true that she was a, a high class escort for a while as well and she became a total alcoholic yeah, yeah and her career went like that was her last what she made one more, two more films but her career went out of control but then in the 1950s someone happened to come across this film again in france and said this is a masterpiece and she was acclaimed ever since so it's a fascinating her story is fascinating as yeah. well and you see th- that all i knew all that before seeing the film and then the film seeing all these bits that's the overwhelming fact of the effect of it but the thing about it is she's not an actress she never was a proper actress. she was a dancer okay who just went into hollywood yeah and I have a few of her Hollywood films and they're funny to see because she never performs. She just obviously is giving a few directions, does her stuff. And some scenes you can even see her like she's background. She's chatting away to people. Yeah. <laughs> she's just there. And it's so natural because yeah. there's just there's a major scene going on in the scene and she's in the corner. And it's like she's sitting on the set with her legs flying, uh, rocking back and forth, chatting away to someone. Oh, yeah, you know, I went out last night. It was a great night. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see her doing it there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so that's what she's doing in this film. She's, she's actually just following instructions she's just been natural yeah and that like she was just n- no interest in fame or success or hollywood or anything like that she just wanted to enjoy her life she was out on the piss every single night in berlin while she was making the film because she was so excited to be in berlin and the director was going mad he was going to say, you need to be fit and ready she said, i'm fine 
<laughs> day every day. So it's uh, everything about it is fascinating in that. And she fell in love with the guy playing Jack the Ripper. And did he she? fell in love with her. Well, that fell did in love. I mean, together? I think they did. But she said, like she writes about, she's written books about her life and wrote a lot about that. But she said that it was the director. He knew exactly what made her tick and what didn't. So he picked an actor that he knew she would be find attractive to play Jack the Ripper. So right. that the chemistry would be there. And he obviously got her as well. And while they were filming that final scene, Rick Hilser, in between takes, he had a record player for them to play to Dance to Charleston. So they just danced around the studio all the time while everyone else was setting up, just so they could connect and bond. Yeah. And it's, oh my God. it's all these little details yeah, that work on that. Like the way, yeah, just that whole thing of, of having that to prepare them, the preparation for it to get into character. That's oh yeah. fascinating. And even down to, you know, the costume she's wearing when she's in London, like the, when she's cutting the bread, that clothes she's wearing. Yeah. That was her own outfit. And it was her favorite outfit she brought with her from New York to set. And he asked, he just basically said, and went through all her clothes and picked that out of her clothes and handed it to the wardrobe and told them to destroy it. <gasps> so, and she said, like she said, he just n uncannily picked her absolute favorite outfit so that she would feel utterly degraded wearing it. Yeah. So, all oh these. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's, that's great directing. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a method. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forcing the method yeah. on her. And w one other aside on that, you know, the bit where after she escapes from the court. And yes, she goes home. Yeah. Again, I think that is so funny. Like she's escaped. She's she's on the run, and she goes home yeah. and sits on the bed, has a bath, and reads the magazine. Yeah. <laughs> like casually and laughing, and then the son goes in. How can you be here? It says this is my home. Yeah. She, and you see her going through the wardrobe. This is all mine. Yes. <laughs> You're on the run. <laughs> but you know, she comes out and she's wearing the dressing gown. Comes out of out of the bath. Like he opens the bathroom and sees her in the bathroom. Like, oh my god! Yeah, and she yeah, comes yeah. out. Now she's naked under the under the bathrobe. But she was angry about that. She says, why do I have to be? No one's going to see. She says, yeah. no, um, who's going to know that I'm naked under that? Yeah. And the director pointed out, um, Lederer, the guy who was playing the other part, the actor would know. And therefore, he would react in time. Yeah, so, and she yeah. said she just had no argument to that. Yeah. So well, that's great. That, that's what we mm. should do. <laughs> Get everyone naked in yeah. all their parts. Even though it's not relevant to the plot, it'll work. Yes, it'll please. Fly. Don't question this. <laughs> uh, now take off your... your Trousers. Okay. <laughs> okay. That if there's an echo of that, the <laughs> people in the Stillorgan Orchard, we forgot to mention that we're here again. Did we mention we're here in the Stillorgan Orchard? I think we haven't actually. <laughs> no, I can't, can't remember because it's such a lovely place and there's it a is, lovely ambiance here in the tea rooms. Yeah. And, then just and the food is fantastic. It is. I had, so, it? I had a lovely yeah, dinner here yeah. yesterday and they sell all sorts of alcoholic drinks <laughs> because it's a bar. Yes. It's so a pub, it, it, actually. It fulfills all the necessary things. Yes, And I believe does. they're having a Brazilian weekend or something they like are, that for, they're the, having for the World this Cup. Apparently, this, um, this World Cup day, they're, having, they're showing all the World Cup games on the big screen. Right. And big I'm screens. Sure, yes. I think I've seen a number of them. Anyway, shall we move on to the film? <laughs> someone, someone just looked in at the windows. And what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, they're wondering what we're doing here in the Stilorgan Orchard. <laughs> in Stilorgan. Um, yes, in Stilorgan. Um, one other piece of information I'll tell you. You mentioned when Alice Roberts appeared, you thought she looked like Marlena Dietrich. Yes. Marlena Dietrich was originally going to play Lulu. Really? Can you imagine if that, would ha if that had happened? And you would have never met Louise Brooks? No, probably not. Because that was, that was the film that became her calling yeah. character. Yeah. She was a minor star in Hollywood prior to that. And after, she never was a star in her own time. But what happened was, like, 
perhaps the director wanted Louise Brooks and she was a Hollywood star but minor enough but he'd seen her in this part on another film and he really wanted her for the part and was holding out all along but the Paramount who had her wouldn't release her and then sound came in and so all the contracts were changed and she refused to go along with the new contract in Paramount because they were cutting her wages and she said I'm not taking that she was the only one who stood up. like this is it she was always defined to ruin her in the end but yeah. she just stood up to her and says I'm not taking that and said I'm on the contract you keep my original contract and they said well you either sign this or you're gone and they said okay I'm gone and then they mentioned, by the way, does this German director want you to for some film he's making? Because you see, Hollywood thought German was nothing. Yeah, and yeah, there was yeah. nothing to her. And she said, she said, I don't know, yeah, I'll take it. And he was with Dietrich at the time about to sign. This is what it said. Now, again, it could be urban legend, but it's in everywhere I've read it. He was with Dietrich about to sign a contract, whatever to play the part, when he heard she was available. <gasps> so. Oh, my God. And, of course, the Germans went mad. Yes. <laughs> because this is, like they said, how dare this American actress play our German Lulu? Because the character was a famous character in yeah. Germany. So uh, Louise Brooks isn't German? No, she's from Canton. She'd never, she knew nothing about Germany until she was very much a Hollywood star let, basically. All her films before that were American in Hollywood. And so this is... So it, like she, she never spoke German ever? Nope. Right, because I lip lip read one of w- one of the things she said in the film, and I was like, "That's English." I remember really? that. Yes, what was I it? Was Damn it! I'm gonna have to watch oh, the film again. Th- oh, please do! Yeah. It because there I was something she that. said. I was like, "That's exactly what it says in the subtitles <laughs> that oh she lip- that she said." It's like, okay. <laughs> because the one thing she was coached to say was when she shot him, and um, the smoke goes off. She was supposed to shout, shout out, "That's blood." So, like, blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was watching that, and I still can't see it or saying it. Um, but that's interesting. I mean, you yeah. really must point that out. You're finding things in this film that I've seen so many times that I've never known before. I don't think you really pay attention. I think you just say uh, it to look cool. Oh, I like Pandora's box. Uh, uh, I'm so hip and cool. And it's... Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the case at all. How dare you? So hip and cool, sitting in the Stilorgan orchard. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, because this is a very hip and cool occasion, yes, I have to say. it is very hip and cool for I young mean, people, or old older people. Yeah, people my age, older again middle even. Middle age. I think it's a great place for outings from old folks' homes, anything like that. Or yeah. kindergartens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring the Every, kids, Everything yeah. could come here, yeah. It's yeah. a lovely place, but um, but we, we don't want to dwell on it too much because we don't no. want to embarrass these lovely people who run this wonderful pub. Exactly. And so we'll wrap it up there. I am so delighted you liked this film. I was. Good. I would have been perfectly okay if you didn't. Yeah. Anything like that. But I was w- conscious throughout the whole thing. Oh, did she like it? Did she not? Or whatever. And at no point did you look at your watch. That's what I was watching for. Or at least I didn't see to check the time. Because if you had at any point, like, because I knew how long it was going to be. Yeah. I knew exactly what was going on, and I was thinking at one point because I was working out the scenes. You know. Well, I didn't notice it was two and a half hours. I have to be it's honest. It's two hours fifteen. Oh, two hours fifteen. It's like yeah. two hours thirty-two. No, it's online. 132 minutes, it says online. So you're probably reading 1 hour 32. It's 132 minutes. No, it's a 232. I swear to God, I, I read 232. That's oh, what Oh, then they misinterpreted it because it is 132 minutes. Well, anyway, and it was... Um, oh, sorry. Of course, the originally released version was probably about 65 because they cut it to shreds. Did they? Well, everything was... First of all, everything is wrong in terms of censorship. The lesbian can't yeah, be in it. Yeah. But the funniest bit that they changed was at the end where she goes into prostitution quite clearly, leaving the attic, that they, in the American release, and they, when it was released in America, it was part of a double bill with a Laurel and Hardy film. 
Oh God! And this was the minor film supporting the main Laurel and Hardy yeah. film. Just threw it in. Um, she leaves the garret, um, walks out. You know where she puts the um, shawl around her shoulders, yeah. and there's a freeze frame. And then a big subtitle comes up, and it said she considered going into damnation or something like this. <laughs> but then, and then it cuts to the bit where the Salvation Army are walking at the end after yeah. she's been killed. Yeah. Salvation Army walks in. She heard, and then another title comes. She heard the music. Of the, of the army of God or something and realise where her fate lies like the end <laughs> just they can't have her go into prostitution or something like this Americans uh, <laughs> classic yes we, they are welcome in this to Lorgan Orchard by the way all cultures and <laughs> yes so if you're f- thinking of holi- holidaying in Ireland go to Dublin go to Stilorgan the orchard is waiting for you exactly uh, but We've just obviously we're, we're just saying that on our own personal opinion. This is nothing to do with any sponsorship deal or anything like because we are not sponsored. Spoilerama. No, we are independent and we speak our own mind. So as I said earlier, we leave it there. Yes. At the Salorgan Orchard. Uh, next week we won't be reviewing Tully at the end. We still haven't got round to it. Maybe one day. Maybe one day it'll happen. It'll be shown in the Salorgan Orchard someday yes. on DVD. Uh, so next week we are instead doing. A special on our challenges because we're not doing the challenges this week so we're doing two lots of challenges for next week yes and what is the new challenge you are giving me i am giving you um because we're in the stillorgan orchard mm-hmm. um to watch a film that has that is about food oh oh right well, that's that's very appropriate because the food here is great uh, exactly <laughs> yeah so that's very apt isn't and it? mine is similarly connected to our location at the moment. I'm recommending that you watch a film made by Catherine Bigelow. How is that? Because I believe she was here once. Was she? I've no idea. <laughs> but, but I'm sure she will be someday. She might have. Yeah, she, I know. I know she's welcome here. <laughs> yes, she's I, very, I know yes. the, the staff here, and also as well, like Killian Murphy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, Don't that's probably, probably yeah, these are probably all Irish stars. A lot more likely people that you will see yes. at the Stalorgan Orchard if you pop on down. And the main reason why is because we're both actually very busy in the next week, so, so we don't have time to go to see films. I'm busy welcoming my good friend Sylvia over from Switzerland, and you're occupied yourself, Marina. You're working. You have a new job. I have a new job. Guess where? I can't imagine. <laughs> the Stalorgan really? Orchard. <laughs> You're working in this. That, that, I've heard so much of great things about it. The I food know. is fabulous. <laughs> yes. The staff are very friendly. Yeah. Well, I suppose they're probably kept on their toes by benevolent and kind management. Yes. And so what's your role in this Delorgan Orchard? I am one of the owners. Oh, wow. <laughs> My God. And we were just talking about the place. I know. It's uncanny. It's such, it's such a coincidence. Well, of course, we were talking about because we're here. Yes. <laughs> Because this is where I work now. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't leave the place. <laughs> so a slave driver. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just the sort of efficiency that I'd expect from yes. somewhere like this to Lorcan Orchard. Absolutely. Okay, we've got Hard to working s- people. Okay, we've got to stop this. People are getting sick in Kazakhstan because we've got listeners in Kazakhstan. They're going, what the fuck are they doing talking about this pub? So thank you for listening. And thank you, Marina, for loving Pandora's box. No problem. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski. Woohoo!